Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cricket Daily, your daily power play of cricket news delivered in under 15 minutes. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Mentzel. I'm joined today by Gav Joshi, freelance cricket writer, and we're going to be discussing all the cricket news, but the headlines are that there's been a social media storm since Ollie Robinson's suspension and Irish eyes aren't smiling in Utrecht after the Dutch upset them to win the series. But Gav, let's start off with um, uh, Ollie Robinson's suspension. Uh, Since then, uh, Indian international Ravi Ashwin has tweeted out, I can understand the negative sentiments towards what Ollie Robinson did a few years ago, but I do feel genuinely sorry for him being suspended after an impressive start to his test career. This suspension is a strong indication of what the future holds for this social media generation. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Ravi's reaction and the suspension broadly? I had a very senior cricketer tell me about nearly a year ago saying, social media is poison. Why would I use it? Now, <laughs> that, that might be quite relevant in this this stage. I mean, you just have to remember, Menes. I mean, a lot of point. Yes, of course, nobody's a winner here because we don't want racism in sports full stop and racial, uh, whether that's tweets, remarks, whatever it is, um, but the big question, I think, for the, the cricketing bodies around the world is the handle of social media. I think this is something that needs to be looked at quite deeply. Um, for the fact that how do you train someone? I mean, we know when a Cricket Australia player uh, or an English player 
Um, they get trained to how they approach the media. But what about social media and who needs to use it? I know a lot of the Indian players need to use social media to just uh, because they've got pressures from not just their managers, from but from their uh, sponsors and so forth. So I understand that. But is it relevant? You need to use it. We talk about so many uh you know, psychologists are saying it, it, it's you've got to clear, keep the outside noise out. Now, to me, social media is outside noise. Now, going back to so that's one thing. I think that has to be considered and looked at deeply by all the cricketing boards. As far as what um, you know, Ashwin has said, I, I tend to agree in a, in a, in a way that this was a tweet that was sent you know 10 years ago um world is changing and 10 years ago we probably weren't talking about racism in sport as, as openly um as we do now so 10 years ago perhaps ollie robinson was so naive with his age and probably what was around him but nowadays um so for him to be pulled up for a miss a test match um i understand ecb and other cricket boards want to lay down the law um, so in that sense, is right. But I reckon missing a test match to what he did 10 years ago, he should got to go to slap on the wrist, should be monitored, uh, sh- you know, should be trained on how to handle all these uh, various parts. Uh, but I think that the missing a test match is, is slightly harsh because the incident happened 10 years ago, according to me. Well, the situation escalated when the sports minister in England tweeted out, this and the sports minister's name is Oliver Dowden, and it was like the statement I'm about to read out was later supported by the English Prime Minister Boris Johnson. This is what Dowden tweeted Ollie Robinson's tweets were offensive and wrong, full stop. They were also a decade old and written by a teenager. The teenager is now a man and has rightly apologized. The ECB has, has gone over the top by suspending him and should think again. So very interesting now that the government's got involved. I think this is going to open a can of worms. And, and look, I I agree with you, Gav. It's, it's a, a tricky situation. I think uh, 10 years ago, children and young people, especially teenagers, weren't aware of, um, you know, the power and the sort of digital footprint you can leave behind. But I think we need to educate all our uh, up-and-coming athletes. And as you say, just delete your account. Might be the safest thing to do. Well, exactly. And now players might have to go through their Twitter account and Instagram account and Facebook accounts and go back and delete any posts that they find could have been, you know, deeply, could deeply hurt somebody. Um, I saw Gav Wisdom.com published something where a a cricketer, when he was 16, put out something. Now, they didn't name the cricketer and it hasn't come out. who it was, but you know, you can't hold someone to account for something that they did when they were a child. I mean, no matter how wrong it is, if someone tweets out something silly as a 15 year old, I think it's a bit harsh to, to bring that, you know, 10 years later into the, into their career now and maybe stop them earning money. Well, it's almost like having a CV now, like if, if a cricketer or any sports person get, gets signs a professional contract before they sign the contract, it's almost uh, where where somebody within the sporting body has to look back at their social media feed and just ensure that there's nothing which is uh, not just racism, but, but in terms of politically incorrect, because we know what the world is right now, so, and the players need to learn and understand. So I I mean, yes, it look, nobody wants to see 
you know, racist remarks out there on whether that's on social media, in person or wherever it is. Um, but I think it's about time that I think all sporting bodies, especially in cricket, you've got to look after the social media accounts in do you – how do you sort of control them? Uh, I think that's going to be the big step. Uh, sometimes addressing the media these days is a lot easier than what you can post and uh, what you can't post. I think there needs to be a bit of education and training um, that, that needs to go on. I think that's the big issue here. Of course, racism and having those tweets is a bigger issue. But I think from sort of that cricketing body stage, I think that's something that all sort of... Um, you know, all boards need to look at, especially when a player signs a, a contract, whether that's international or whether that's domestic. And cricketers, if you're listening, tweet delete.net <laughs> all of your old tweets. So Ollie Robinson won't be available for the second test um, between England and New Zealand, but Trent Bolt is available. The New Zealand quick um, may be able to play in that second test having finished quarantine. That will mean the Kiwi selectors will have to choose between Bolt, Southie, Jamison and Wagner for that second test of that series. All right, the next cricket headline. Well, there's been an upset in Utrecht. The Dutch have beaten Ireland by four wickets in their deciding one-day international to win the series and win their inaugural Super League series. That takes the Netherlands above Ireland on the Super League one-day international table. So that puts the Netherlands in ninth, Islander in tenth, and um, the Netherlands now have 20 points and a better net run rate than Ireland. Yeah, Menace, I'm astonished in the way because Ireland cricket, we always seem the closest in terms of, you know, if if you can call it the top six or the top eight teams in world cricket. Um, But... But to see Netherlands come up, and and the big part about this is we never discussed these teams, um, you know, r- r- during this period. It's only when we get lead to World Cup we start start seeing all these results. So I think and it's Cricket Daily will be discussing these teams. Don't absolutely, worry. absolutely. So I'm giving all the credit to Cricket Daily and you, Menas, especially to have this in our script today. So Ireland won the toss and elected to bat and slump to three for 28 before an 89-run stand between Tector and Dockrell saw them make mount a mini recovery, but they were eventually all out in the 50th over for 163. Fred Klassen and man of the series Logan Van Beek each took three wickets. In reply, the Dutch were led to victory by Stefan Myberg, who hit his third one-day international 50 and top scored with 74. The Dutch won by four wickets in the 46th over. Myberg, after the match, said that the Dutch team had decided to be more aggressive in this deciding game and really take it to the Irish, and boy, did they. So a great result there for the Dutch. Our next cricket headline, well, the Sri Lankan team have agreed to tour the UK. They're going without contracts after concessions were made by the Sri Lankan Cricket Board over an ongoing dispute over the assessment process, which puts them in payment categories for their central contracts. So the Sri Lankans are going to play three T20 internationals and three ODIs, and then they will continue their negotiations with the board after the tour. There's just so many negotiations, contracts, especially in the subcontinent. Uh, but 
just players just find a way to go and play cricket, and, and that's what happens. And it's the same scenario here. But how many cricket games are going to be played in England over the next sort of two months? We know about the double World Test Championships, but then the England India Test Series. But in between, there's a series of these one day as men. As I've always lost track of it. I think that's why the listeners need to keep on track um, with the Cricket Daily podcast because we will definitely be putting out the scores and telling everything that happened in them. I can see why the Sri Lankan players, though, want to know what the criteria is for their categories. Now, in Australia, when we hand out central contracts, yep. the, the players are, are ranked, basically, and, and they're given criteria in how they're ranked. Whereas, I, I, if you're not being told that, I can see why you would be upset. Yeah, and it's similar in India. They've got category, they first had category A, B, and C. Then they went to, I think, A plus, um, A, uh, B, and B plus, I think, and C. And then, and England have it differently because they've got their white ball format contracts and their red ball format uh, contracts. Somebody might correct me on that one. But yeah, definitely. I mean, you want to be known what category you fall into. At the same time, as long as you are generating some amount of income, um, but it just allows you to compare all the time. So, yeah, it's a bit of a hit and miss. But li- like I said, a lot of these things pop up quite consistently, especially in the subcontinent. Um, but cricket will go on, which which is the important part. All right. And our final bit of news on Cricket Daily. Well, the T20 blast kicks off. We just spoke about the international schedule in England, well, it's going to be packed this summer because the Vitality Blast returns. Uh, Lancashire Lightning are hosting the Derbyshire Falcons in the first game. It starts this Wednesday, June 9th, and the Blast returns to its 14-match group stage format with the first-class county split into traditional north and south groups. Each county will therefore play seven matches at home and seven away with the top four counties in each group progressing to the quarterfinals. And obviously there's a couple of things to note that this is almost the precursor to the hundred. So, you know, this is not the the main T20 comp of the summer. It's um, the county comp. And, and unlike other T20 ga- competitions, they play multiple games on the same day at the same time. So this Saturday... Yep. Games are scheduled for the one day. It's very different to the IPL or the Big Bash where they try and split all the games up for TV. No, eight games this Saturday and uh, Stokes, Butler, Bairstow and Adil Rashid are all set to play for their counties in the blast. Absolutely. And that's a valid point, Menace, because a lot of those games are going to be streamed. Uh, if that is the case, that's the ideal way we've started to move forward. You can watch uh, matches with that are played simultaneously. Uh, you don't need the TV channels. You've got the streaming programs. ECB are doing a fantastic job streaming a lot of their uh, county matches as well. So, But I think it's the right way forward. Um, but like you said, it, I think the big tournament in England this year is going to be the 100. I think I was a slight cynic towards it, but just... Watching the IPL this year, and given how long the games go for, this could be a really successful idea, the 100. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a big fan of the 100. And for Australian listeners, Fox Sports will be covering the blast. They will be televising the games that are slated for the Sky coverage in England. Well, that's it for this edition of Cricket Daily. 
I've been joined by Gav Joshi. I'm Andrew Menzel, and this podcast is released at 3 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, Monday to Friday, your daily power play of cricket news. Please share it on social media with your friends or your cricket-loving friends so that they know about it too. Thanks for listening. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.